It's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. That's the message I think the Lord has for us today in these scripture readings, especially in the gospel text we just heard from Matthew 21. This is a spiritual truth, incidentally, that applies to many areas of life. For example, why is it that sports movies like Rocky and Rudy and Hoosiers, the great basketball film, why are those movies so appealing to people? Why do people like them so much? Because the main characters all finish in a better place than they start. Today's Gospel, Jesus tells a parable about two sons. The first starts in disobedience, but he ends up finishing in obedience. A man had two sons, came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and went. The second son, on the other hand, started off in obedience, but he ended up finishing in disobedience. The man came to the other son and gave him the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Jesus told this story for a reason. He told it to the chief priests and the elders of the people to give them a warning, to warn them that even though they had started off in faithfulness to God by accepting the truth the Lord had revealed through Moses, they were in danger of finishing in hell because they were rejecting him because they had already rejected his predecessor, John the Baptist. Whereas many tax collectors, prostitutes, and other people who had started off in serious sin at the beginning of John's ministry were now on their way to finishing in the Lord's eternal and glorious kingdom. It's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. This is the same message God gives us in today's first reading from Ezekiel 18, where the prophet says, here I'm paraphrasing his words. If a person who starts off living a virtuous life turns away from his virtue and sins seriously and he remains in that spiritual condition, he'll lose his soul. But if that same person or anyone else in the state of mortal sin turns from that sin and finishes his life in the state of grace, he will be saved for all eternity. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Some of you may be thinking, well, thank you, Father Ray, but all of this is quite clear and quite obvious. Well, it may be clear and obvious to you, but it's not clear and obvious to many people in the world today. Many in our world today, even in the church, believe that everyone, with the possible exception of a few bad guys like Hitler and Stalin, will finish in the kingdom, regardless of what sins they have on their souls when they finish their earthly lives. According to Jesus Christ, that's a mistaken idea, which can literally have eternal consequences. But the denial of this truth about starting and finishing can also affect us in other ways. For example, why do so many people take their lives these days, commit suicide? Why do so many people despair? Ultimately, it's because they don't believe that they can finish in a better place, emotionally and spiritually, and they're starting in at the present moment. So everything seems hopeless, although it isn't. Here, by the way, is a lie that comes straight out of the pit of hell. The lie is, you cannot possibly finish in a better place than you're starting in right now. That's a big lie. Satan whispers that into the ears of those who are on the verge of despair. He whispers it into the ears of women who've had abortions, 
He whispers it into the ears of all those who have committed serious sins that they deeply regret and are ashamed of. And unfortunately, a lot of people listen to that voice. That's why some of them stay away from confession and stop praying and maybe even give up the practice of their Catholic faith. Think, well, what's the use? Why should I bother? I am what I am. I've done what I've done. There's nothing I can do to change that. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, what would have happened to Saul of Tarsus if he believed that? He thought of himself in that way after Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. Because Jesus revealed to him his, his sins, his many sins in their fullness. And he got in touch very quickly with the horror of those sins. I don't know what, if, what would have happened to Saul if he had believed that lie. But I know one thing for sure, he never would have become Saint Paul. What would have happened to Augustine, the womanizer and playboy, if he had thought about himself in this way? I'm not exactly sure again, but I can guarantee you he would never have become Saint Augustine. Like the first son in this story, Saul and Augustine understood that even though they had started in deep sin, they could finish somewhere else, somewhere a lot better. Mention this today, my brothers and sisters, because when you stop and think about it, at this precise moment, we are all beginning the rest of our lives here on this earth. As the old saying goes, today is the first day of the rest of your life. We're all starting from different places. We have our own set of fears, our own set of character flaws, our own set of sins. Some of us in this church right now might have mortal sins on our souls and some very deep regrets. Well, unfortunately, we can't control where we're starting from because we can't change the past. But by the grace of Almighty God, we can control where we finish, even if we're starting at this moment in a very bad place. And the key to doing that, believe it or not, is the virtue of humility. That last stanza of today's responsorial psalm says it beautifully. Good and upright is the Lord, thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice, he teaches the humble his way. That first son in the parable finished well because he was humble. Or he embraced humility at the moment of his change of heart. He admitted to himself that he was wrong. At some point along the way he obviously said to himself, you know what, you were a jerk today. You were wrong to say what you did to your father. You should go and do what he tell, told you to do. That's humility. It takes humility to admit you're wrong. It takes humility to acknowledge that you've sinned. It takes humility to go before a priest in a confessional and honestly admit to him the evil you've done and the good you haven't done. Humility is a very powerful virtue, one that we should pray for every day. Because it's the virtue that can take somebody from the worst starting point imaginable to the place we all want to finish. Which is great news, my brothers and sisters, because when all is said and done, where we started from really won't matter at all. Where we finish will matter forever. <laughs>